Grant County is full of amazing stories. And the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that lived them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Welcome back, everyone. We are into our next episode of Where We Landed. I'm Scott Miller, owner of Bowman Construction. I'm one of our hosts today, and joining me as hosts today are Iris Brunner with Family Services Society. Hey, yo! And Alicia Hazelwood of the United Way. Hey, everybody! So Alicia, I think, is going to start us with a couple of questions, or maybe just one yeah, question. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to pull a Kylie, and we're going to pick a would-you-rather question today. Ugh. And this is kind of first-world problems, right, on a would-you-rather, okay? Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Oh, I, uh, no doubt, no hesitation. I need somebody to come clean my house because (laughs) like if they would just like fold the laundry, that's my biggest thing. It's like it gets washed, it hangs out in the dryer for a while and then we go back through the cycle again. Be like, eh, let's just rewash. So I have teenage boys and I'm like, here, put your laundry away. And for some reason on Friday, it's all the same laundry. And I know I have not seen them wear it. (laughs) So what's your thing, personal? Oh, personal house cleaner made, absolutely. Steve's a good cook and he cooks everything on the grill. So I've got one of those already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go with the house cleaner as well. Um, Jean's an outstanding cook, so um, yeah. so I, I like the house cleaner. She does everything anyway. Plus, <laughs> this is, I mean, a, a personal maid will also do our dishes. So that helps out whoever's cooking dinner too, right? Maybe it's not such a big deal if we don't have to do the dishes. Yeah, that's true. Because I don't have a dishwasher. So we have a thing at our house. It's whoever cooks, the other person does the dishes. Yeah. yeah. So that would work out really great. Right? I don't have to do either. either. All right. So with that, we're going to turn it over. Uh, Iris is going to do an introduction today, and we're really excited about our guest. Yes. Um, Well, I am happy to welcome today Isaiah Fuller. Some of our listeners may know him as Charlie. We'll get to that later. Um, Isaiah, Isaiah spends his days at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, and I've had the pleasure of knowing him for a very, very long time. Um, I'm excited for our listeners uh, to hear his story as a gifted soccer player, a lifer of Grant County, and as a mentor to youth of Marion, Indiana. Um, I'm excited to learn how you landed here. Thanks for coming today, Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. So let's just get started. Um, let's let's address the Charlie thing. So like I said, I've known you for a very long time, so I have a very, very tough time calling you that. I will always call you Isaiah. <laughs> so tell us about the nickname. All right. Uh, so yeah, like like you said, um, was born with the name Isaiah, um, and uh, just going into high school, uh, there was already uh, an Isaiah on the team, um, and uh, I guess I've just been too confusing to have two. So <laughs> they said uh, I looked a lot like a guy who played on uh, the national team, national soccer team uh, for the U.S. His name was Charlie Davies. Um, was a really good player in his time. Uh, actually, uh, was more famous. I guess he had like a real bad car accident a few years back. But uh, really good player, uh, good guy. Does some analyst work now, and uh, um, Charlie just stuck real hard. And now that's just everywhere I've gone. You know, it's been like on my social media and stuff. It just kind of followed me. So everybody, everyone knows me as Charlie. So at least it wasn't a negative Charlie, right? Like this no, is no, a no. Charlie you're perfectly fine and he was really, compared to. Yeah, yeah, good, good player, good player, really funny guy. Um, and uh, 
you know, before his accident, I mean, he was he was the next one, like really oh, coming say, up. Iris just pulled up a picture for our listeners. I mean, you do kind of have a Charlie look. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. De- yeah. Definitely, definitely favor each other. Yeah, so. yeah. So, uh, get into your story. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Scott likes to ask from birth on, but we can start wherever you would like to start. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm 23 years old now. Uh, uh, was born January 2nd, 98. Um, is that, <laughs> like, is that far enough back birth. for you there? Yeah, um, yeah. that's good. I so, like you <laughs> so I mean, yeah, just uh, grew up. Um, mom having when she was pretty young, uh, so we lived with uh, my grandma growing up. Um, where uh, my uncle was also in the house, and uh, he was like my big brother growing up. So uh, naturally, everything he did, I wanted to do too. Um, still real close to them too to to this day. But um, so uh, grew up playing everything. But he uh, his his big uh, sport was was soccer. So naturally, you know that's that's what I kind of was uh, drawn to a little bit more, and. Uh, other sports fell off. Uh, kind of ran. I ran track and through high school and swam a bit too. But soccer was always my main focus. Life just kind of uh, revolved around that most of the year. So um, yeah, uh, played in high school uh, varsity all four years. Um, had some success there. A lot of memories. Met a lot of really cool guys in uh, Marion High School. Um, and uh, was lucky enough to, uh, you know, move on and play at the next level, uh, which which is where it really starts to, you know, get a little crazier. Um, to be honest, you know, I didn't really put too much uh, real thought into where I was going to school initially. I just wanted to play. So my freshman year, I was at the uh, University of Northwestern Ohio. Um, it, crazy enough, I can't, I can't make this up i was one of like three americans in the whole program you know ton of kids really awesome diverse diverse uh system uh even the coaches were were over from across the pond there um and uh they were i played with some my roommates were from brazil um there was a couple of uh, both americans actually live with me too and then uh a guy from portugal right um then some guys there that I'm still very close with now. I talk to all the time uh, from Australia, um, over in the UK and, and London, uh, more more specifically Milton Keynes, um, Liverpool, Manchester, uh, Tasmania, um, where else? Uh, New Zealand. I mean, you met a lot of cool stuff. A lot of a lot of African players too. Learned a lot about different cultures and different different ways of life, and uh, ate a lot of different kinds of food. And, and I learned about the game in a whole new way. Whole new way. You know what I mean? I stay up. We watch games late, early in the morning. You know, you saw the the passion was it was different. You know, than what what you were. Uh, raised around here uh, it's incomparable you know people like basketball but they they don't cry when they lose a game you know it's every every week it's a it's uh it was a different kind of love and helped me grow in that way um and so we're, we're at so you said at the university of northwestern ohio yeah in lima yep. just lima? right yep okay. like right so across from fort wayne right yep. right there right. um and and it pushed me in different ways too physically um i had to be these guys, these guys were exposed to uh, a different culture, different training and stuff growing up, played for academies and things over over back home. So I had to, I had to amp it up, 
and I did. You know, I worked really, really hard and would train with these guys all the time, play with them, and it, I think it really improved my game <clears throat> quite a bit. But with that, um, you know, still with people, uh, it was different for me, you know what I mean? I found myself coming home a lot and I just didn't feel, mm, even though I had friends, I wasn't comfortable all the time. So I wanted to find a place where I was uh, not always chasing, but I wanted to be, I mean, like everybody, I wanted to be the man, right? You know, you're a kid, you got an ego a bit, to be honest, you know? Yeah. I wanted to go, I wanted to play uh, as much as I could, and I, I felt like I could go bigger. So, um, cause they were at NAI level. So I had to take a stepping stone. Uh, my dad lived in Las Vegas, still does. Um, and we never really were too close uh, growing up, so it just seemed like a, a great opportunity. You know, two birds, one stone. I get a chance to go move west, see a different part of the country, um, and try to make that jump uh, from a, because where I went was a JUCO, you know, make have a little stepping stone to go somewhere bigger, right? It was a good program there. And uh, a chance to be around my dad more that, you know, just, you only get one, you know what I mean? I gave it a shot. So, I moved out there, um, and it definitely wasn't well, you know what I expected without getting you know too into oh, boohoo whatever what happened. Um, but uh, great things came away from it. I I, I lived in the city without uh, really knowing anybody. Um, learned my way around. I got a great job. I was the lead soccer trainer at the biggest sports specific gym in the city. So I was training kids, you know, full teams all the time, working with professional athletes. Uh, Tommy Pham used to play for the Rays. Uh, a couple of guys, Caleb Holly plays in the CFL. Uh, a bunch of Division One athletes, different fighters, different things, learn different training styles, recovery methods, just different ways to um, be the best that I could be, right? Also had some chances out there playing for this team to travel, obviously, the whole Southwest there, you know, through Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, um, obviously through Nevada and then Southern California. So I got to see a lot of the, of the country that I had never seen before um, and play a lot of different styles of play against different people. Uh, I was, you know, soccer out there is just bigger. I was playing even outside of season, you know, five, six days a week you know, playing different leagues all the time. Met a lot of really cool guys that, that pushed me in, in a lot of ways, not just in soccer. You know, I, I saw some guys from different backgrounds, you know, whether they be uh, had to leave everything from uh, south of the border and just move up here on a whim and, you know, grind their way, get through school. And it made you really appreciate little things and, and learn what hard work really, really was. You know, I think, you know, go, some people think, oh, going to practice, oh, that's tough. You know, how about, you know, after practice, you got to go provide for this person and that person and and uh, still may not get by. So I learned a lot from those people, uh, made some really awesome connections, learned a ton, um, got to play against some professional teams. The team out there lost the Las Vegas Lights, which weirdly enough, I don't know, people don't know too much about soccer, but Freddie Adu who got drafted in the MLS when he was like 16 years old, right? Like, you know, it's supposed to be like next big one, whatever. I actually got the chance to play against him, talk with him for like a long time out there. He played for the lights. Um, and uh, it was awesome, you know, experiences so I've never- You had never all of these crazy experiences oh, yeah. and have been influenced by all of these different cultures and the people that you've met. 
not only from a diversity standpoint and where they grew up or were born or race, ethnicity, culture, but also socioeconomic status. How yeah. do you think all of that has influenced who you are today? And how did you end up bringing what I feel like is such a great wealth of connection and knowledge back to this small Indiana County? Yeah, it's really just uh, really eye-opening. You know, you think you have problems until you see real problems, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and it's it's tough. You know, when you when you live in a bubble here in Grant County, nothing wrong with that. You're, you're just not really exposed to um, different different struggles that come with you know different uh, come-ups, different different cultural backgrounds, mm -hmm. ethnic backgrounds, like. I think I truly, truly believe, I, I, my eyes were opened up. I think everybody you knows it was uh, born and created equal, but you know, we're not all you know, treated equally day to day. And um, I, I think that, that that experience out West really, really showed me that. Um, I met a lot of really good people, met a lot of really bad ones too. And, and, and uh, kinda, kinda, you know, not that I was ever prejudiced, it really opened my eyes up to being more, to being more, uh, inclusive and understanding to other people. Um, so how did really you cool. end up back here? So this is where it goes. Um, <laughs> so I so I uh, was out there and it was my second year, of my, my sophomore year, and you only get your eligibility with JUCO through two years, right? So my sophomore year was my only year. I put a lot of, you know, I put all my eggs in one basket and I had a few offers for some schools in, in Phoenix and Southern Cal and different places, but um, I, uh, it, you know, due to different things going on out there, uh, like family situations and things, I just uh, I wanted to come home. Weird enough, you know, you're in a you're in a city like Las Vegas and you miss Indiana, right? But um, I, <laughs> I don't uh, know anybody who's right, ever right, right, said right, right. that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, to I'm be a, fair, I, Las Vegas has a timestamp, right? Like, you can only do that for so long. And I wasn't, and I was 20, so yeah. I wasn't like yeah. going out and I wasn't able to gamble and do. It was a lot of fun. I I really, you know, enjoyed my time, but I uh, I had to. I don't know, you know. I'm not the I'm not the craziest big party guy ever. I was really I've always been pretty you know goal driven. Just when I want something, that's what I'm at. So uh, I wanted to keep doing the soccer thing. Um, I knew a guy who was the uh, assistant coach at Taylor University at that time. Um, he used to help me like I used to work out with him and stuff when I was in high school. He played at Indiana Wesleyan. So I was just in contact with him. Um, uh, and he, uh, his name is Jake Beerman, by the way, good guy. Um, I think he lives in like Colorado now, but he uh, just was like, hey man, send me your film, whatever, I'll pass it on and we'll see what we could, you know, see if what we could do. So I'd send him my stuff, went well, went out, flew back home, went on like a visit there, right? And met everybody and it went good. So, um, you know, I, I, I went back home uh, and uh, was playing for Taylor University. Um, and that was an important experience, but not in a good way, you know? I really would say my, my time there was not a good one. Uh, it's a pretty, a pretty interesting um, group of people there. Uh, I would say they're all very similar-minded, similar backgrounds. Of course, you get your international kids coming in that are different, but everybody's uh, pretty, pretty much in their own circle. So I was very much by myself, you know what I mean? Um, which is fine, whatever. Like I said, I was pretty goal driven. That wasn't my, 
it might be a terrible way to think about things, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna make my uh, best friend, you know, ever here, you know, whatever. But um, you know, so I was I, I was just going through the going through my uh, the motions socially, and then just working really hard, grinding with uh, with with soccer. Um, but you know that takes a wear and tear on on you, uh, and I really started to you know learn what the uh, the uh, importance of mental health and really and really addressing that and and just being, you know, being okay with not being okay, because yes. that's a because that's a real thing. Um, my time there, I was very much uh, secluded. Um, you know, even with my own team, uh, there were a few you know guys of color on the team, but it was never. It was it was always a very very uh, open thing that that was not a, an okay thing. You know what I mean? Guys were um, very uh, would, would just kind of push me off to the side or whatever. We'd be okay on the field, but it was never like they wanted to be anything more than that after. Um, and you know, I, I took that for what it was, and uh, I was a little resentful of it, and I didn't want to be close to anybody, and I you know got spiteful and just in my own head was very anxious, very depressed a lot. And I, I dealt with that, um, uh, but it was it was uh, it was a tough time. So after after that season and going through those struggles and and being told that I had problems in my own head, which makes you know nothing's worse than when someone tells you uh, that it's not okay to not be okay. Like you know you're not mentally stable enough to be to be a part of this team right now. Which is actual quote by the way. Quote that. But you know, so it's. Uh, I had to struggle with that, and it made me—it made me hate the game. It made me, you know, what I mean, it was a job. It wasn't love anymore. Uh, you know, I, you associate the the game now with all these frustrations, all this anger, with this mental, this 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 strain that you know you're always feeling so down or whatever. Um, I was just working out to work out. wasn't wasn't for an end goal anymore. So, what did you do to address that? What What were your next steps to to move you past that? Uh, to to get past that point of of the mental strain and mm -hmm. I had to I had to really just come to terms with with why I was doing what I was doing right like why are you why are you waking up so early and still doing all this stuff when you know you may not play tomorrow right you may not be in the on the in the first team tomorrow you may you know uh why put this effort in to people that aren't going to give it back to you and it kind of goes back to you know I'm not gonna if, if I had life all figured out, you know, you would you you know, it'd be easier, None right? None of us do. Yeah, yeah. None of us do. I was but, say, I'm <laughs> twice your age and I don't have life figured out. None of us do. <laughs> and so I, I would say it was just really looking at myself in the mirror and just being and just being like, Okay, uh, you know, Sure, you have problems with uh, with your past, your insecurities, right? Um, you're angry at your dad. You're angry at your mom. You're angry at your uh, at yourself for for putting yourself on this winding journey, moving all around, jumping everywhere, past relationships you fail, whatever. And you have to just understand that that's not that doesn't have to define who you're gonna be. It can make you better going forward. So I. I that's what I'm saying when I said like the, the Taylor University experience was was not a good one, but it was an important one. I take all of my failures in life now, um, uh, you know, to the heart in, in a good way. I'm like, oh man, that really sucked. Like that, that felt so bad. But man, now I know how to be better next time. You know what I mean? Every injury I've had, I've learned from. Every every bad relationship, every blow up, every every time I've gotten fired from a job, I take that and I gotta you know. So the, the next, next step after Taylor, so you're 
three years now. Three years, and three I just different schools. Done with the soccer. I called it. I hung up the hung up the boots for a while, right? Um, and I uh, and I just I just enrolled. We're talking after that semester. As soon as yeah. the season was over, I was like, I, I had to go. I couldn't. I couldn't be around that anymore. So I went over to. I just got my degree at IUK in short, right? Um, business degree, and uh, and um, now I mean. And then yeah. from there, so you get, got your degree mm -hmm. and then decided to get into the business world. And so how uh, did you decide to do that? Or did you decide to do that? And so what, what got you to where you How did you at? land at Farm Bureau? Right. Okay. So, so really, uh, before I was there, I kind of had to take a, you know, as I was, as I was still in school, um, you know, moving around that much is why I don't recommend it. Tra credits transfer some don't you have to figure out you know it, you're gonna have to be playing a little bit of catch up so on the last two semesters that i think at iuk i was taking like 20 credit hours right working um you know part part-time job and i was coaching uh at the high school i was um it was a weird situation the coach that was there was really sick so i was interim head for like two years okay Sorry. as a yeah as a so you, as a 20 you, as a 21 year old 22 year old i was just full full fledged in while taking tw tw 20 credit hours so, so was, you found some oh, of yeah. your passion for oh yeah soccer yeah, 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 in. yeah so that it was, it, what you thought had died inside of you with that relationship to soccer mm -hmm. you found that passion and that love again in was it in wanting to be connected to soccer or was it in that giving back to those students that you were trying to to mentor now i think it was more so uh, i just wanted to help I, I you know i just got in and when you and when you i came in 100 percent with a servant's heart and i saw kids that that really just didn't have um a a, a fair go at it you know what i mean you're just born into a situation and um you know what's the saying go you know you 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 treat a man as he is, and he and he stays as he is. You treat him what he could be, and and he'll become more, right? And at these kids have always been told, you know, you know, this is this is how it's just gonna be. You have this struggle forever. Your mom had the struggle, your dad had the struggle, whatever. And I always, I just pushed them harder. You know what I mean? I took everything I learned from a conditioning aspect and and from the game, and I just I just pushed them to be a little bit better. You know what I mean? Till I earned that trust, I earned that respect. Then we then we went into life a little bit more parent-teacher conferences with teachers and, and helping kids, you know, with, with maybe their girl problems or what have you. And it was just nice seeing kids get more confident, become more, you know, realize that they could do a little bit more. Um, and and uh, that was that was rewarding enough for me, you know, because you're not gonna get rich going to high school sports or anything like that. That was just, that was, that was, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> that was the life of a coach. Yeah, right, 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 right. right. <laughs> The Community Foundation of Grant County is so pleased to sponsor the first 12 episodes of Where We Landed. The mission of the Community Foundation of Grant County is to connect people, resources, and causes to promote sustainable impact towards the betterment of Grant County. We are pleased to record these amazing stories from our community. So Isaiah, you've been around some of these. Oh, and you are a coach, Scott. I totally spaced that out. Sorry. Um, put you on a company. Um, so with, which may not make you a lot of money either. Um, so you've had these networks and these connections and these mentors in your life that have very obviously shaped you as a mentor to these kids. 
what is maybe the best piece of advice that you've gotten from one of those mentors or um, a, a moment that has been where you look back and you're like, I'm really proud of myself in that moment. Uh, it's not gonna be a real encouraging story. Um, it was a time I was playing in a, in a big time, like Sunday league out in Vegas, right? I'm talking like, you know, you'd have massive fans out. I mean, a lot of fans out there. Uh, I think our, this game was actually broadcasted like on, uh, it was like ESPN Deportes radio out there. It was big time, big and time And so what there. you're yeah. saying about the soccer culture in Vegas is yeah. way different than what we're experiencing. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. 100%, 100%. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a huge following. I mean, people were- It's like uh, anyway, basketball They're putting here. money on the line for these games with these, you know, I mean, these, and, it's just a Sunday league, uh, and you know, games. And they're all adults. They're all yeah, teenagers. yeah. So I got you okay. got you got some some high school guys maybe, but it's very competitive. You got guys who played, you know, at UNLV, uh, different school, bigger schools out there that are now, you know, just older guys. And then you got a bunch of college guys from the area like me all playing. And I was on a team, and you probably figure out exactly what it was. It was called Africa United. I was the lightest person on this team. I mean, these guys were all. I mean, very much their families are directly from Africa, you know, very cool guys. But they came over here and they, you know, they felt the struggle of, you know, racial oppression and different things over the years, definitely. So it was cool just to talk to some of these older guys, really uh, well seasoned guys, you know. Um, and we had a game, it was real rough, uh, you know, and, and it's not just to say that there's no, you know, that this is an okay thing or that doesn't mean much, but you know, you hear, you hear a lot of really uh, hurtful things from the crowds, right? As they're on the side, and I, you know, I've heard it a million times as an athlete, you know, going all over the, um, all over the place, playing different places. But uh, you know, this game was particularly just more heat behind it. I don't know, you know, a few times, you know, people are, you know, they really put the, put the emphasis behind the words they say. I mean, you know, you don't need much of imagination to imagine what I'm saying to you. Right. But, um, right. and, and, you know, it, it hit, and sometimes when that sting, you know, and, and, and you're already amped up just competing, you know, you, you want to defend yourself in ways. But um, I remember just being pulled off to the side uh, at the, uh, I think this game with the extra time it had to have, because like, you know, he's pulling us all these young guys over and we're all just really angry. You know what I mean? Just hearing all this all day. And because it's not a game at this point, it's personal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely at this point. Personal. Yeah. 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 And um, I remember, he just put his arm around me and my other buddy Mo out there, and he was just like, "Man, like in life, you know, you're gonna, as a as a black man, it's always just gonna be twice as hard, right? You just gotta be, you just have to take that on the chin, just be for what it is, and just be better, just be better for it, whatever, you know what I mean? You complaining about it, it's only gonna make it worse. You reacting to it, it's only gonna feed into it. You fighting that person, now you're just a stereotype they they made you out to be, so." I took that with everything. You know, when you see little, you get the little judgments from people that don't really know you, or, you know, you hear something from a from a crazy parent behind you, or whatever, you hear, or you see a reaction from a kid. I now have this experience, you know, uh, where, where somebody put their arm around me and told me, it's all right, man, I understand. So I can do the same thing now, you know what I mean? Living in a place like Marion, kids, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of kids with, with the same, um, you know, I would say racial background is me, right? Whether it be biracial or just, you know, what have you. Um, and I just let them know, you know what I mean? There's, you have to be better than them. Mm. That's all there is to it. Uh, 
or you're just gonna keep it going forever. They hate both ways. You just gotta love them more than they hate you. So, yeah. How, how did you get from coaching and impacting in Kokomo? I think you had said that that's where you were, you started your coaching. Is that correct? I was in Marion. Marion. Here in Marion. Okay. Yeah. And so, how did you get from that into the insurance business? Found me. I think I just what I was saying with that was it, it, it gave me uh, more of a name. You know what I mean? Like people knew who I was, but. I was doing a lot of work with, with kids and different things, but uh, just some people I knew. Um, uh, you know, I was coming, at, just graduated in the heat of heat of the pandemic, right? Everything's kind of shut down. I had no idea what I was gonna do. I was doing like grocery delivery. I thought, you know, well, this is it, you know, for a while. Um, so I uh, was didn't really know what I was gonna do. Um, didn't really know where to really apply or anything. And then uh, a, a, fr a friend of mine and mentor, Mark Hartman, worked at um, uh, Indiana Farm Bureau. A guy had gotten fired um, or let go or what have you. And uh, and he just let me know they're looking to, to interview guys that are younger, um, you know, and, and involved in the community. They're local. So he was like, would you, you want to come in? I could you know, put in a word for you. And I said, of course. So, uh Went in, had a few interviews, met with the agency manager and then his boss, and you know it went really well. Um, and uh, my first real uh, interview kind of process, and things went um, really well, and I and I got offered the job, and you know a year and some change later, and I'm, I'm right, I'm here, you know. So, and what's your day to day? What do you do on a day to day basis right now? So, so. If if this is a chance for a shameless plug, so you can kind of just say, hey, if, if, if somebody wanted to do business with you, how do they do business? My, with like my like my okay. my uh, like from the wake up. My, my, yeah. Okay. Do, do your whole day for us. All right. So I'm up at four every day. Good lord. And here's, however, here's where you start feeling bad about yourself. However, <laughs> you know we talked about productive days and um, that type of thing, and I'm a three to six a.m. person, so. Yeah. I see you at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so you can text her when you're yeah. up. Okay, all right, <laughs> None all right. Uh, up at four, um, you know, I eat, I, I, I try to get, you know, focused on the day at hand um, and just kind of get prepped and everything. And then I then I, uh, I go to the gym, gym opens at five. Um, then I go uh, work out till, uh, you know, leave anywhere from like, probably like six, six fifty seven o'clock. I live right around the corner. Go, go, uh, go. <laughs> He's go. laughing because the, you can't see. Iris just went two hours uh, at the wow. gym. <laughs> two, hours two hours at, at the, the gym. gym. That's how he starts his morning. <laughs> and and then from there, I just go home. I shower. I eat. I uh, you know handle maybe a few little things. You know, clean up around my apartment. Then I go um, straight over to work in the office by eight thirty. Um, you know go through your emails or what have you first thing in the morning, uh, prep whatever appointments you have, and uh, then I'm at the so office. So you are yeah. an agent then, right? Yes, so yes, an agent. So people can come to you yes. and get insurance for what? Uh, property casualty. So with that, you know, your autos, your homes, I do commercial insurance, um, health. Uh, Farm Bureau, yeah. you know about the farmers? Yeah, we got the farmers, <laughs> we, got, we got health, we got annuity, life, you know, I, I do, I'm across the board, we can so do everything, stuff. yep, yep. And um, I've been good. Um, jobs in the past, you know, have been, uh, like I said, coaching, but we had, uh, you know, typical summer college student jobs where it's more manual labor type stuff and, 
and that those sucked definitely i definitely (laughs) you know good good good, you know i was very grateful to have those jobs for sure right right? but no i don't miss them at all so well and that brings up a good point too to any of our listeners that aren't from indiana or around indiana like you did not grow up in indiana unless you did the uh Stack and hay, uh, stack and hay, or the straw. Um, the corn. Oh my gosh, tasseling corn. Detasseling corn. I was like, I could not think of the word. I was like, trauma response. Right. Don't say it out loud. Right. But that is hard work. Long I, sleeves, I, jeans, yeah. ninety degrees, eighty-seven percent humidity <laughs> behind a tractor. A lot That's of sweat. how we grew up in Indiana. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh, no. I mean. So, what are what do you do for fun i've heard you like i work out which health and physique and stuff obviously comes at some hard work you're a insurance agent maybe yeah. not have had the easiest background in life so what is it that makes you joyful yeah. and what is it that like really if you had to tell somebody like this is what you do in marion or in grant county because you'll have a what blast I love. Like, yeah. what is yeah. that <laughs> and just just to, before I really say something about that, um, just wanted to track back what you said. Uh, my, my my come up was very much uh, a very very blessed one. I did you know what I mean? Sure, it wasn't perfect, but you know, not too many people's are. Um, I, I, and I wasn't, you know, uh, I didn't have everything you ever wanted, but I, I was very very grateful for what I had. I had a grandmother that really showed me how to how to be polite, how to work hard and uh, for the things you want in life. So, um, you know, shout out to her. But, um, you know, especially, you know, seeing other kids that have their problems and things, what really makes me happy day to day is just being able to work with them and uh, and just see them happy. You know, that's all. I, I, I'm not very, you know, hope that, that answer probably wasn't too entertaining, but that's honest. <laughs> I really, I really do. I, I like to go, authentic. even though I'm not, I'm not coaching anymore, which is unfortunate, right? I was, I was let go from my position, but it was, uh, I, uh, I really like to still go support them and, and, you know, keep up with what they're doing and be as involved as I can be without being in their, you know, being in their ear every day with my, with, you know, as a coach. So, uh, that's that, um, well, I yeah. just want to point out too, and maybe um, maybe you kind of skimmed over this a little bit. And obviously, I know this because I know you personally. But right. maybe just talking about that mentorship, and I mean, it's not like you're necessarily doing this attached to any organization. Which you know, there's lots of organizations that we do have here in Marion and Grant County that do support services like that. But you're literally just doing this. These are kids that you love, you have an attachment to, and you just want to see them do well. So the kids that you're supporting, you're just doing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I think the cool one of the coolest things I ever heard was uh, people always say, and they're talking going back to somebody saying like, you know, you just got you were so lucky for how you came up. Yeah, yeah, I was right. You were right, mm-hmm. but. Not everybody is. And I, I think I think you're lucky to get the life you have, but only if you make life, the life you live worth dying for, right? That was the cool one of the coolest things I've ever heard somebody say. And what, what I think that really means by that is, is um, you know, a, a healthy man owes everything he has to, to a sick man, right? Uh, somebody who has money uh, owes, owes that money he made from the people he made it from, right? You know, you have to give back or it's or everything just stays stagnant. Nobody, nothing ever improves, 
right? So if you can if you can take every day you have on this earth and just do something for one person and cause a chain reaction for them to do something for one person, like man, that guy was really nice. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna help out the next person. Help out the next person. Help out the next person. Right? You create a cycle of 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 support and and um, and just love. And, and people will, you know, the world just will get better from that, you know. Isaiah, I, I uh, so I'm a business guy and a coach, right. um, but I wanted to, to touch base with you a little bit on Farm Bureau, uh, your insurance business, how you, as you look to scale that business or grow that business, how do you provide a great customer experience for the clients that you have? So what, you know, you're, you're a young guy and you may look at things differently than people who've been around for 30, 40 years in the business. What's your idea of how do you give a customer a great customer experience as you look to grow your business? Well, with Farm Bureau, our, our, our big uh, selling point, you know, we're a local agency, right? We're gonna be, um, if you wanna come talk to me face to face, I'm right around here face to face, okay? So I think that's a, I think that's very important um, to just be available you know, as opposed to calling a 1-800 number and dealing with the problem that way. Um, so that's always, you know, that's good. I think with, with me personally, um, I, I wanna, I, I will grow my business by being in the community, being at events, you know, um, being there, working with kids, you know, just knowing that, I, that I'm around, okay? People are gonna know me from that. Um, and yeah. I think, uh, so we always want to ask our um, interviewees, people we have on the podcast, like, what is it that you're watching, reading, listening to? So like podcasts, TV shows, books you've read, like, what is it that really that you've been been into recently? Um, I would say watching wise, I watch. Uh, uh, you know, lighthearted. You know, I love sports. I watch a lot of, and and anyone who really knows me, I'm I'm uh, my weekends, Saturday, Sunday mornings are are always going to be soccer. I'm up by, you know, I'll try to sleep in a little bit, but I'm going to be up no later than seven so I can watch the first game on the you know that weekend. Uh, I love there. that you're sleeping in. Is yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> you are speaking and, to my heart. <laughs> and. So a lot of sports, a lot of soccer, football, basketball. Um, but uh, Netflix, uh, you know, I, I'm not. I don't watch Marvel. it. Marvel. Oh yeah, yeah. I watch a lot of. I watch all the Disney Plus Marvel series. Uh, you know, The Mandalorian, all those Star Wars series too. Those are my. Those are my favorite movies, favorite shows. Um, so I love. I love those. Uh, Isaiah and I spend a lot of time talking Marvel. Movies, we really geek so, it out. Yeah, we really yeah, we're, geek we're it out. We're definitely into it. We yeah. read into all that stuff. So, <laughs> how, how about podcasts? you can judge me all you, you like. You had mentioned some different podcasts that you might listen to. That, that yeah, maybe some of our yeah. One, I want to give the right name. One of them is. So he uh, just pulled out his phone to, right, right, to right. like literally. I'm, I'm pulling up exactly up. what I'm on. This is uh, current right now. Right. <laughs> Orange Orange Slices is a big one, right? It's a really cool podcast with a soccer podcast where they talk about different social issues in the world too. 
uh, whether that be with race, religion, color, creed, or sexual orientation, right? And um, and then it kind of goes, there's like current national team players and older national team players that are now retired, and they talk about how the game has changed and, you know, in positive and negative ways, and they kind of give a an old head and a, and a new generational feel or approach to different different conversations and then it's kind of the same idea it's called uh the podcast is literally called the crack and it's uh and it has um some old national team legends on there uh whether i think i'm trying to see with just exact names we have um demarcus beasley uh Man, it's taking forever to pull up. Yeah, Demarcus Beasley, uh, current players like Christian Pulisic and Weston McKinney, and I mean all these really really cool players that you know um, have a lot to say about where they are in the you know where they're playing in the world right now and so who's what they your do. Favorite player in the and world? What? Oh yeah. man, okay, okay. Well, in soccer, Charlie Davies. Uh, right. Well, he's he, you know, he's he's an old he's an older player. Uh, he doesn't play anymore. But right now, I got I gotta go. He's the golden boy. He's cap. He, he's dubbed Captain America. It's Christian Pulisic, right? He's a really really cool player. He's actually my lock screen right now, Tim, right there. Um, he's a, uh, and I'm very very jealous of the of the generation coming up right now. They have such a such a, a great great soccer you know soccer guys to look up to um really yeah. really uh great role models in like society and things to do a lot of charity work they give back like he's from hershey pennsylvania he's built all kinds of soccer state you know soccer facilities and things um so before we yeah. wrap up and then, I, I have one more ahead. question yep, yep. Uh, so we're gonna get real controversial All right michael jordan or lebron james <laughs> <laughs> I had to. After watching the I last dance, you know, it's hard to go against Jordan. It really is, you know. But uh, I mean, th my era, right? I grew up. LeBron's had isn't has just been dominating. I'm more of a LeBron fan, I, but I appreciate the uh, Jordan. You know, you can totally Jordan turn that around there. on her and ask her. Yeah. I like them both. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's her cheap answer. I'm a Jordan. I grew up a Jordan. Jordan is always the goat, will always be the goat, right. and I will die on that hill with my son. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, you got to answer. Yeah, now. you got to answer. Yeah, basketball, basketball coach. Basketball coach. Yeah. Am I a basketball coach? I'm no, you're huge, not going to get out. Huge Jordan fan. Yeah. And like you said, after watching Last Dance, it just kind of. Oh, he's different. He's just different, wasn't he, man? He's just yeah. a competitor. He's real. He could fly. I mean, it was just um, amazing. So. Orange slices, right? Like being a non-soccer guy, why the title "Orange Slices" for a soccer podcast? So <clears throat> they explain this on there, but it's so America as a whole. We're not known. We're not known for for. It's not in, in just saying the word soccer puts the lack of history into it, right? We're not known for for football like that. Um, so we didn't. It, they they kind of compare it like some of the guys they bring on, you know, they 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 had um, memories of going to you know every Sunday going to the local pub and watching a game or going with their dad to the stadium on match day, and uh, we don't have that history here, but they really embrace the lack thereof, and uh, every kid that's you know come up and playing like rec league soccer, you know. Uh, at halftime, you get the you get the orange slice snacks. You know, everybody can relate <laughs> yeah. to that. So, so orange slices. <laughs> you, have, you know, you, you got the, the orange cuties. slices, right? 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 right. Will you put so, them in your mouth? Oh yeah. That's, uh, 
<laughs> Isaiah, you've been awesome just yeah. to hear your story. Um, we're really glad that you landed back here yeah. in Marion uh, in Grant County. And thank you for all that you're doing with our youth here today. I know that you're still mentoring kids. And it's great to have young guys like you get back to the, the young guys who are coming up. And so um, we'd love for you to tell your friends about this. So if, if you're listening to our podcast today, please like us, subscribe to us, um, and, uh, and tell your friends about it. But Isaiah, thank you. We look forward to seeing you in the community. And thanks for being a part of things today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.